you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com the around the league podcast wants to see you be brave welcome back to another edition of the around the league podcast my name is dan hansis and i'm joined by a room filled with some heroes chris wessling and greg rosenthal what up boys hey dan last day here uh without sessler he'll be back from vacation next week we miss him yeah, I was just thinking. Jeff that. Darlington I, doesn't miss him. I but miss, we miss him. I miss Mark Sessler. <laughs> there is a hole. There, there's a, literally an empty seat in the studio, and we have missed Mark. He'll be back. And I got a feeling, Mark, living for a week in the desert in Palm Springs with his family, reading Jack Kerouac, doing Mark Sessler type things, will come back to the show re-energized. I got a feeling about that. I do too, and I feel like the newsroom. We, you know what we miss. Nobody is down there telling harmless lies constantly. <laughs> Mark is an expert fibber. Um, by the way, speaking of Jeff Darlington, he was on the show on Wednesday, spoke about the vocal coach that Greg and I both eavesdropped and listened in on some of the ridiculous sounds. Here's one of the sounds that Jeff made. Ha! <laughs> so that's what we're working with. And we, you know, had some fun with it, mocked it a little bit. Our boss, John Marvel, rolls over to the ATL Quadrant today. And what does he say, Greg? He let us know just ironically right before he listened to our podcast, which had Jeff on it, and we talked about that. He had just been part of a conversation that he was signing up the Around the League crew for vocal lessons with Arthur Joseph is his name, right? Yes. Yeah. And not only lessons, but we're not getting the one-on-one treatment. This is where it's clear we're not that important. It's going to be a group session. <laughs> what a farce. This is really happening. We're not joking. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know what to make of it. I feel like they're trying to change us fundamentally, and I like who we are. Wes, I would, I would literally be crestfallen if your voice changed in any way. <laughs> I was thinking the opposite, that if anyone could use <laughs> Arthur Joseph, it would be me. I immediately thought we should get cameras in there to document this. 
Greg didn't seem crazy about the idea. I want to know what literally being crestfallen would be like. <laughs> what, is, what does that look like? Well, it's hard to explain. Maybe, uh, maybe I will uh, I'll explain it to you during the vocal exercises when they come. Um, jerk. Uh, let's see. All right, so we got a big show today. We have a, we have a great guest coming up later. Uh, Wes and I, we actually spoke to Joe Hayden Star cornerback for the Cleveland Browns. I spoke to him on Thursday. We're, we'll play that back for you guys. We'll put that a little later in the show. We're going to talk about uh, some of the top wide receiver duos based on a post that Chris Wessling wrote on Wednesday. Um, but before that, and we might have a, a little special secret surprise for the listeners. Longtime listeners will like the end of the show. We'll yeah. just say that. So if you're one of those listeners that gets disgusted by our behavior and takes on the football world within – you know, 20 to 25 minutes, and then you shut it off and go about your day. You mow the lawn or you pick up your, your child from daycare. Don't do that. Stick with the show. Good surprise. But before any of that, the gold standard behind the glass, how are you, buddy? Doing great. Thank you. Uh, you look rugged in your hipster <laughs> shirt today. I like it. Appreciate that. Uh, can we do some news? Let's do that. All right, so we'll start with Chris Johnson. This has been something we knew was coming for weeks and weeks and weeks, and now it is official. Chris Johnson has been released by the Tennessee Titans. The running back and former 2,000-yard rusher is now primed and ready to hit the open market. Uh, We have a post up on the Around the League page uh, for potential landing spots. Also, Wes, you wrote a uh, you started a Chris J- Johnson tracker. You're all over this Chris Johnson situation. <laughs> I right love now. the trackers. The trackers are great. So, what are you tracking right now, Chris? Let's talk about it. Well, I'm tracking. We already have the potential landing spots where we thought he might go before he was released, but since he's been released, now we have reports of which teams are interested, which teams have talked trade with the Titans. So, the Jets appear to be leading the charge. They've been the team all along that have been reported the most as interested and may probably having the highest level of interest. And it seems like the Falcons might be right behind despite a report a few days ago that they didn't have any interest. Adam Schefter says they were one of the teams among the four, including the Bills, Dolphins, and Jets, that talked trade with the with mm. the Titans. And none of those teams wanted to trade for Johnson because he was making $8 million, and you could have negotiated that down, but why not just wait until he gets cut, do you think Johnson's going to get a contract worthy of a true starting running back? I think he will beat the uh, $2.8 million annual average that the running backs already signed in free agency have have combined to average. So I will say I think he will just barely surpass like $4 million annually. So one year is $4 million, $2 million. Two years, eight million or three, twelve million. So a guy that's sharing the ball, but maybe the one A in that tandem, and I could see that with the Jets. I know you. What, would you be excited about a Chris Johnson Ivory combination? Answers? I would. Yeah, of course. I think Johnson is not the same. And Wes, I thought you did a good job breaking down what Chris Johnson is and what he is not in a in your post on the potential landing spots. Uh, but what he still is is relatively young he's he's not 30 years old i think he's turning 29 this year um he's durable and he's been not anything close to the 2000 yard guy but he's still 
He's an above-average running back, and if you put him in a backfield with Chris Ivory, who I believe to be another above-average running back, especially if he could stay healthy, then you have an above-average backfield. It's that simple. Eh. One thing is he above-average? Is Chris Johnson above-average in any way other than running in a straight line? I, I, I and tend, being durable. Those are two important I things. I tend to but. agree with this. I, I've had some debates with people on, on Twitter that I think when he came into the league, he had insane lateral agility. He could stop and start and move side to side like – no running back I had seen since Barry Sanders, and I don't think he has that anymore. I saw a damning stat today that in 2009 he had 22 runs over 20 yards. Last year he had five runs over 20 yards. Right. They they throw him the ball. It's not like they didn't get him out in space sometimes, and it would be him on a screen or some sort of run where he gets to the outside, and it would be him and it would be some safety you never heard of, and it would be one-on-one in the open field, and that has nothing to do with your offensive lineman, and he'd get tackled. He's, he, been, he, do, he's he, been doing that for a few years now. He gets, blo- he gets what's blocked. You think of guys like plotters as guys who get what's blocked. If there's four yards there, they get it. That's kind of what Chris Johnson is. He doesn't make people miss. And I, sometimes he gets minus four yards. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, obviously, you could you could look at the tape and see that he's had the last couple of years has not been the same guy. But I think he's one of those players that you know he's healthy. He passed his physical with the Titans today. So any issues with the knee, you know, they didn't wave him with a failed um, physical situation. So this guy, you're going to get a healthy running back. And I think he's a guy. If you put him in the right setting, he'll have one of those little rejuvenation periods to his career. I wouldn't be surprised if he was turned into a Pro Bowl player again uh. if he gets the lands in the right spot. Let me throw five spots out there that Chris, going off your tracker, what we have right now: the Jets, Cowboys, Giants, Falcons, and Rams. What's the best spot for Chris Johnson? I tend to think the. Uh... If you're talking about, like, for his stats? Yeah, just to kind of continue his career I and I would have thrive. thought the Cowboys would be the best if you removed DeMarco Murray from the equation. I think out of that group, I would say the Falcons. I'd say the Cowboys. Underrated offensive line. Murray always gets hurt. You're playing on national TV all the time. I could see that working out pretty well. It just seems like a Jerry Jones signing, doesn't it? I yeah, it does. And I think he's more likely to be out of the league in two years than he is to make another Pro Bowl. Wow. I don't I don't think he will be out of the league, but if I was choosing one or the other, I don't think there's much of a chance he's I'll ever. Side, I'll side with Dan on this one. <laughs> <laughs> That's not. Is that a Sessler? I guess it is. I think there's some chance that a change of scenery does him well. That's my prediction. I would, I would take you up on a sandwich on that. Well, you know with me, it always uh, – you know, playing up to cultural stereotypes here. It always comes back to the money. And Chris Johnson <laughs> cultural stereotypes. got a lot of money the last three years. And running back is the toughest position in the NFL to keep going year after year. You got to want it. You got to, he's never was a guy that broke tackles, but th- that's a position that you got to really want it. You got to be hungry. And as you get older, and he's had a lot of carries, even though he's not that old, you got to really want to stay in the league. You really got to want it to be a great running back. I don't know if he wants it anymore. He got his cash. He'll prove you wrong, Greg. He'll prove all you wrong. <laughs> he got his money. Oh, sorry. I like I like that you don't think anything of the man's character, and you're not hiding it. And I respect that. <laughs> Being open <laughs> in your feelings. That. I didn't say that. Um, <laughs> all right, moving on. Mike Williams. Traded from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to the Buffalo Bills on Friday. Of course, Williams is a you know talented wide receiver, but 
plenty of off-the-field issues have kind of marred his NFL career, signed that big deal with the Bucks last year, and now they move him off to, to the Bills. Greg, uh, you wrote in our Around the League post that you believe this is a win-win deal for both sides. It's a great deal for both sides. The Buccaneers avoid a big cap hit that they would have taken by getting rid of Williams, and it sounded like they wanted to do Releasing that. him, you mean. Right. right. They, they thought... The off-field stuff basically was too much. He missed all these team meetings. When they first drafted him, he did not have a long leash. They told him, look, if you have any problems, then they give him a big contract, and suddenly he becomes a problem. So they avoid any cap hit because they got to trade him, and the Bills get him for only $1.8 million in 2014. Next year, that goes all the way up to $6.8 million, but they could cut him then. So it's a one-year tryout at a low cost for a pretty talented player. He's returning home to Buffalo, so it makes sense there. And reunited with Doug Marone, who coached him in college. Ends up being in a pretty odd scenario there. He quit the team, I think, after Marone suspended him at Syracuse. He he was suspended earlier in their run together, and then he was facing another suspension after some type of car accident that he was involved in, and he chose to walk away from the team knowing that a suspension was coming. Uh, that was in November 2009. But Marone... They released a statement today, the Bills, a press release, and uh, Marone basically said the that that was all kind of water under the bridge. It was in the past, and he, you know, he thinks highly of Williams and his ability to regain his form as quote a productive player in the National Football League. <laughs> Why do they always do that? Well, we know it's the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's an interesting receiver trio there: Robert Woods, Mike Williams, and Stevie Johnson. That's pretty good. Not too shabby. I like Robert Woods. Still need a number one that's like three number two receivers, but that's not a bad thing to have. Yeah. This is a pretty interesting roster if E.J. Manuel looks nothing like he looked last year. (laughs) That's a small issue, I think. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to use some analysis, put my analysis hat on. That could be bad. I mean, if C.J. Spiller comes back, he had a high ankle sprain last year. He could be one of the most explosive backs in the league. I I think Greg loved what their defense did last year. I really liked it, too. They might miss Mike Pettin, but they have some interesting pieces. Plus, they got uh, T.J. Graham and Marquise Goodwin, you know, as these four or five receivers now that can just run down the field. In case someone breaks out a baton during the game. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you think that Mike Williams will do enough that they would keep him in 2050? That's why I like the move for Buffalo. There's really no downside. A sixth-round pick. For a guy who should be a starter right away, why not? I lost my faith in Mike Williams um, after he signed that contract and, and couldn't stay out of trouble, and I never believed he'd play a down for the Buccaneers this season. But he's essentially playing for that contract again now because if he doesn't perform this year, he'll probably have to settle for a, you know, a substantially lower contract if he gets a job. I, my biggest issue is what you said about E.J. Manuel. It's, you know, he's not going to be able to do anything if the quarterback isn't productive. And I don't know if it's a great spot for any wide receiver um, for E.J. Manuel to be there. It's I'm just not, not sold on the guy. It's not always a good idea to return home if you tend to get in trouble. How would you feel if Kenny Britt went back to New Jersey? Right. <laughs> we, hanging out in Hoboken car washes all the time. And we keep saying get in trouble. And to be specific, you know, he was arrested in December. Uh, I think it was criminal trespass. And... He was involved in something recently where his brother stabbed him. I don't even consider that as an as an off the field issue. I, 
who knows what happened. It certainly is an off-the-field issue. Tom right. Brady's not getting stabbed it, in the thigh no at his palatial was, estate. Even Lovey, even Lovey <laughs> Smith said we would never cut a guy because basically his brother went off the handle and did something a little Allegedly, crazy. Allegedly, Greg, let's speak with the letter of the law. The here. bigger issue is... Right, there... Gold Standard? <laughs> Can't just say Completely. he stabbed Innocent him. Innocent until proven guilty, I believe. Allegedly is... stabbed him. Relax. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> trying to save us from a lawsuit here. The bigger issue to me was the report that he faced $200,000 in fines for skipping team meetings regularly. <laughs> How much? After he was injured. How many meetings did he see? He just never showed up. Yeah, basically the report was that after he injured his hamstring last year in November, December, he just was like, eh, I'll see you guys, and was not with the program anymore. Basically, that shows a level of immaturity, and that is getting that big contract and acting like it doesn't matter anymore you know, to the end. What's more likely? <laughs> if you had a hamstring injury and Greg Schiano was your coach, would you more likely that you would show up or just <laughs> skip town altogether? You're skipping town. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to deal with Greg Schiano. I wonder if they collected that. $200,000 is a lot of money. That is a lot. <laughs> a lot of guap. Uh, I have a feeling the Players Association might have gotten involved in that one. One last note on Williams. Rick Stroud of... The Tampa Bay Times, do I have that correct? That's correct. Uh, tweeted today, Mike Williams apparently never saw the Bucks trading him. Two weeks ago, he paid 995000 cash, straight cash, homie, for the house he had been renting in Avila, which is like an upscale community in Tampa, I believe. Um, I, I am this to Chris Wessling, who responded to me, has the ability to drop a cool million because he can catch a pig's bladder. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm not one of those people who Pins rants bladder. rants against athletes for the money they make. But as a person looking for an apartment in Los Angeles right now, to rent, yes, it it uh, it really hit home. <laughs> what I can afford versus what Mike Williams can afford. Oh, It'd be nice just to be able to, to not worry about credit or anything and just plunk <laughs> plunk down a cool nine hundred ninety five thousand. Greg, are you reading say, the tea leaves this. here? The man wants a raise. He wants more cash. <laughs> I, no matter what, you're not going to be able to buy a million-dollar house in cash. This is Wes's D-Jacks in January move right now in the studio. <laughs> Straight cash, homie. <laughs> All right, moving forward, Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks have agreed to a contract extension. Carroll had one season left on his five-year $35 million contract. That has now been extended through 2016. Uh, obviously, this is a no-brainer for the Seahawks, for Pete Carroll. It's a great setup for the coach. The team is obviously ha- happy with the results, and away we go. We don't know how much any of these guys make. The top coaches. We don't. Maybe we'll find out what Carroll makes. But I thought Sean Payton was number one, and it was around seven million a year. But wouldn't it? Would it surprise you to find out that Bill Belichick's making fifteen million a year? It would not no. surprise. I have no idea what he makes. He'd be no worth one it. knows. Carroll would be worth. There's no 10. salary cap on coaches, is there? No, and. Uh, Who's done a better job than Pete Carroll over the last four years? He took over, as he would say, a program that didn't have a lot going for it, essentially built it from scratch to what we consider the best roster in the entire NFL. I had a hard time watching that press conference and just seeing that John Schneider right now, he's on top of the world. Yeah. It reminds me of the, uh, if you guys ever seen the movie The Way We Were. 
No. no. With Robert Redford and Barbara Streisand. We're under 40, so we oh. haven't seen that. <laughs> Robert Redford plays a character named Hubble Gardner, and he's a writer. Hubble Gardner, see? <laughs> he's a, he's an athlete writer in college, and he writes uh, – he starts a story by saying, in a way, he was like the country he lived in. Everything came too easily to him, but at least he knew it. Mm. That reminds me a little bit of John Schneider right now. Everything's coming so easily to him, and I don't wish any ill. Sure. He does a great job, But though. it just seems like life isn't this easy. What 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 the heck's going on if there? If you want to feel better, he does have a regrettable photo around the internet in which he's shirtless holding a championship belt in a clubhouse. Even then, what's it. wrong with that? That's just fun. Yeah, his body was pretty good. Not a bad body <laughs> for a general manager. <laughs> he's just having fun. I don't know why he had to take Guys that photo down. He, he was essentially hired by Pete Carroll. I read an interesting article this week. I think it was in the Seattle Times how, you know, when they hired Carroll, they were wary of Mike Holmgren and how he had all the power. But Carroll wanted all the power. And so they said, well, you can have final control, but we're going to give you a list of four guys that you can meet with, and you have to pick one of those four guys to be your general manager to work with. And so Carroll met with the four. He chose Schneider. He had no relationship with him. He obviously made a great choice. Carroll is one of the best talent evaluators in the NFL in terms of coaches, players, GMs, everyone. And you know who knew it first? The New York Jets hired him in 1994, (laughs) fired him after 16 games to bring in Rich Kotite. I was going to say, maybe they should have stuck with him for longer than one season. No, Rich, you had to get Kotite. (laughs) He was on the market. You got to act fast. You got to lock him down. Yeah, you got to lock that one down. Moving on, restricted free agent safety Raphael Bush has signed an offer sheet with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Bush has been with the Saints, who tendered him at the lowest level in March. Uh, which leaves it open for him to be swiped away. Uh, Wes, I know you are a fan of Bush. Tell me what you think about this. I think as long as we've been watching the current Falcons regime, I've felt like they needed toughness on defense. They need a backbone. Anyone who saw Raphael Bush in the uh, playoff game against the Seahawks has to like what they saw. I mean, knocked Harvin out of the game with a brutal hit. Knocked Golden Tate senseless, senseless to the point that Tate made no impact again the rest of the game. Two huge hits in one game. And I heard Bush talking about it, and he's like, look, I wanted to set a physical tone. Got to like that. It was surprising to see Raphael Bush, of all people, sign a, a restricted free agent tender. But then I started thinking about it. The Saints, they don't have a lot of salary cap space because they signed Jairus Bird. At Who? safety. Who? Byers. <laughs> Byers. Byers. <laughs> old. True, true or false? We're, we're talking Raphael Bush just to throw that in there. True. Jairus Wait, what, to throw what? Jairus Byers. <laughs> Jairus Byers. Uh, fi- right. Finally, Colt McCoy. You know, we were just talking on Wednesday on the podcast that Colt McCoy – you know, his next job could be as an assistant coach in Texas with the with his old college team. But no, put that on hold. He has signed a contract, a one-year deal with the Washington Redskins, where presumably he will be behind both RG3 and Kirk Cousins, but perhaps the Redskins might still be trying to trade Cousins. We don't know. Uh, but Colt McCoy still in the league uh, for now. It's great news for the Sessler family. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Speaking of the Sessler family, whenever a player that, you know, someone from the ATL team names their, their son after a player, they need to, we need to get him on the phone if he's not in the studio. So the gold standard, can we ring up Sessler? I think, he, I think he's still in the desert. 
Yeah, let's try it. Who cares? We'll just call him and see if he wants to pick up. And if he doesn't pick up, maybe he's completely disconnected from the football world and we could, you know, leave him a voicemail letting him know that Colt McCoy lives. There we go. Thank you for facilitating this, Colt Sander. I don't think he's going to pick up. Mark never picks up his phone. Plus the reception, I feel like, in the desert. They might be... I, I think he's got a tall cerveza in his hand. Kerouac no- novel. No one around him. You have reached the voicemail box. Mark, what's up? It's the Around the League team. Hey, podcast just wanted to call. Say hello. Hope you, we miss you. We... Really haven't been the same without you, but we want to let you know Colt McCoy is signed with the Redskins. All right, buddy. Call us back. <laughs> I wanted. I thought, Wes, you didn't even jump in there. I thought oh. you were going to jump in. thought we were going to keep it tight and keep it right. I yeah. didn't get a chance to. Well, should we call him back? <laughs> no, that's all right. I'll, I'll send him a text. <laughs> now I feel bad. I thought I thought Greg was just handling it, and then we were going to move on. Mark knows I miss him. We have a mind meld. That's true. It's true. It, I mean, look, if... He named this kid after Colt McCoy. He, he would want to know this. He probably doesn't. He hasn't been following. If, if Ellis Burks, for instance, somehow signed with another team, I would want you guys to call and tell me Why? about that. Why well, named my daughter after Ellis Burks? That would be something listeners. for a 53-year-old outfielder to be signing with a team. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we get to Joe Hayden, wanted to touch on Chris Wessling's post this week on the NFL's best wide receiver duos. Wes, I know you wrote something similar a similar post late last season, but that was when there were some injuries and guys missing time, so the list looked a little different. Now we have everybody healthy and new additions around. So how do we want to do this? Should we just kind of go first go down the list, and then, Greg, why don't you jump in and take down Wes for one of his uh, <laughs> rankings? Sure. All right, so we've got Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey in Chicago at one, Julio Jones and Roddy White. Uh, Falcons two, Calvin Johnson and Golden Tate with the Lions at three. Interesting. Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb with the Packers. Pierre Garcon, Deshaun Jackson with the Redskins, followed by Andre Johnson and DeAndre Hopkins at number six. Demarius Thomas and Wes Welker at seven. Larry Fitzgerald and Michael Floyd at eight. T.Y. Hilton and Reggie Wayne at nine. And rounding out the list, A.J. Green and Marvin Jones at ten. Greg, your thoughts? Uh, I think... The Bears are unquestionably number one. You can't argue with that. I like Julio and Roddy, number two. Although I'm not really sure what we have in Roddy White right now. But fair enough. I guess I just have a... My biggest problem is that A, DeAndre Hopkins is involved in this at all. Somewhere in the middle with Andre Johnson. That seems odd to me. And then I don't know about Calvin Johnson and Golden Tate. I hear you. They're good as a duo, but... Wouldn't you rather have Nelson and Randall? I, maybe you no. wouldn't, but no, Calvin Johnson's that good. <sighs> Cal- you I get guess, a lot of extra Golden, points. You for just Calvin love jo- Golden Tate. I do, but I Calvin Johnson's the best, and and I don't think it's close. Was it hard for you to put Garcon and Deshaun Jackson below Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb? This created a bit of a stir in our newsroom. Mm. It wasn't hard at all because I think Jordy Nelson is one of those players that uh, allows you to see who's watching football in the NFL. Anyone who watches Jordy Nelson knows he's one of the best receivers in the NFL. And anyone who claims he's not just isn't watching the games. Would you take Nelson over Garcon and Deshaun individually? 
Yes, I, I think he's the best of any receiver in that group. And I know we disagree on this, but I'd rather have Randall Cobb than Deshaun Jackson. I don't see Eric Decker and Jacoby Ford on this list. <laughs> what happened? Just an oversight? A lot of work, a lot of man hours, some early mornings. Yeah, I, I clearly uh, I'm remiss. I, I don't know. What is this DeAndre Hopkins at number six? Well, I'm ranking based on 2014, not 2013. Why Why are we assuming that he's going to improve a lot? He seemed like the type of guy that was a little bit lost. In, I know he has the physical skills, but everything uh, that you heard about him behind the scenes, learning routes, all that was, I don't know. He, it wouldn't surprise me if he took a step back. He's a spectacular talent. And he had Matt Schaub and Case Keenum thrown to him last year. I'm taking Demarius Thomas and Wes Welker over that group. I might take Demarius Thomas over Andre Johnson for 2014 anyways. Oh, I would take Demarius Thomas over Andre Johnson, but I'd take DeAndre Hopkins over Wes Welker. By that much? Wow. I don't like what I saw from Wes Welker after two concussions Are you listening to this, Dan? I'm listening to all of it. DeAndre Hopkins over Wes Welker by a large amount. I think you should look at Welker's stats after the two concussions last year. That's fair. It's Yeah, I think there's potential for Welker to to really fall off. I kind of get a vibe. I have a bit of a Sessler that could happen this year. Don't want it to. Don't root for injuries. Nothing like that. But I don't know how much Welker has left. How about you have Calvin Johnson all the way up there at number three. And Golden Tate, who's, you know, a fine enough receiver. But you don't give Des Bryant the same respect as being so mm. good that he gets on the list carrying with whoever is with him. Cyrus Williams isn't a bad player either. Been a huge Des Bryant fan for ever since he's come into the league. Good point by Dan Hansis there. Golden Tate, much be better fair. than Terrence Williams. Terrence Williams has potential, eh. but I need to see him do it. I, I Give me. If, same if, with if Golden you're, Tate. If, you're, if I'm buying them by the duo, give me a Des Bryant-Terrence Williams over an A.J. Green, Marvin Jones. I'll do it. Now that's 10 on the list. That's fair. I think from six from six to all the guys listed on honorable mention, there's not much separation there. I agree. I like Dez and Terrence Williams better than Hilton and Wayne as well, better than Johnson and Hopkins for sure, who's up there at six. I mean, Terrence Williams is fine. I don't think there's much of a difference between Golden Tate, your boy, and Terrence Williams. Golden Tate's just a guy that's on – teams that's gonna start and he's okay but there's guys like that all over the place well if you don't like guys who catch the ball at a better rate than anybody in the nfl and make more <laughs> tacklers miss after the catch than anybody the, in the nfl ooh. then you're not gonna like golden tate bunsen burner blowtorch here's here's my fearless prediction pierre garçon and deshaun jackson will be number two on this list next year wow because west we're gonna I don't so think many Sesslers today. We're going to have you do this every month for the rest of your time with the NFL, <laughs> this list. All right. Well, I don't think there's any chance of that happening, and I don't think uh, Deshaun Jackson gets to bring Chip Kelly's offense with him to the Redskins. You, you know what other tandem's going to be higher on this list? A sneaky duo here. Once Carson Palmer gets a little protection from Jared Valdir and Michael Floyd is the breakout guy that you apparently think DeAndre Hopkins is, Fitzgerald has a rejuvenated year. That could be in the top three. I do think Hopkins is a better talent than Floyd. Really? I wow. do, yes. Wow. I'm surprised about that. I think Hopkins is a spectacular. Floyd is nasty, though. I think Hopkins is a spectacular talent. Mm. And I think Fitzgerald could have a bounce-back season. He was playing through the hamstring injuries last year, but he just hasn't really been an elite right. playmaker the last couple of years. And it gets to the point where, and I, I love Larry Fitzgerald as a player, but it gets to the point where you wonder if, you know, after some truly great years and he's a Hall of Famer, that 
every year there will be a hamstring or something that's holding him back if his I body is not. just breaking down. He's not down that a old, bit. though. He, he's been around forever. He's but a he's year not and a half old. younger than Andre Johnson, I think. Maybe two years, two right. full years. But one of my favorite players of the last decade. I don't want to see him not not being elite. Well, I'm looking forward to Des Bryant running through the rest of the NFL. Like a man who's angry because Wesseling disrespected him so bad. No, I don't think there's anyone <laughs> writing about football so who, Chris has, who has pumped you. up Des Bryant as much as I have since he's been in the league. All right. I like that. You're in on Des Bryant. I love I. Des Bryant. you got to put think, him on the uh, list. Yeah, you got to put him on there. I think the media has been unfair to Des Bryant more than they've been unfair to any player over the last half decade. Ooh. That would be a good uh, – we should write these ideas down when we come up with them. The media was too unfair – to list we need a better <laughs> title but it, it, yeah, that's a that's a great that's that a, sounds Greg like a great headline. headline we've got a kernel of an idea i like it well let me just say that i agree with you guys i would not be surprised that des bryant if des bryant and terrence williams are as high as number five on this list by the end of the year okay all right i like that i think between four between four and five there's a bigger gap than between five and the honorable mm-hmm. mention it's rare to see uh, Wesseling back down so easily, but we just blowtorched him. <laughs> the Bunsen burner—you could smell it in the air. The sulfur. We need a better numbering system than one through ten. We need de- we need decimals or tiers or something. All right, moving on. Um, as I said earlier on Thursday, Chris Wesseling and I sat down with the great Joe Hayden of the Cleveland Browns, and here is our interview with him. All right, we have a very special guest in studio. I promised a special guest and. We have a superstar. Wes, I'm not afraid to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to put super in front of star. He is the cornerback for the Cleveland Browns. He is Joe Hayden. Joe. What's going on? How you doing? Welcome to the Around the League podcast. I know you're obviously probably a big fan of the show. It's a big honor, I would think, right? Oh, definitely. <laughs> Pleasure. <laughs> Pleasure. Um, no, so it's great to have you here, Joe. We, we, um, we do. We talk about, when we talk about the positions, the cornerback, you're right at the top of the list. And I just want to start by saying, as you are a leader of this Brown, one of the leaders of this Browns franchise, what have your thoughts been about their free agency? Let me let me just go down the list real quick. You got you've imported Dante Whitner or Hitner. What are we doing with that? Is it Hitner or Whitner? He's going Hitner. So I'm, okay. I'm going. I'm you going to roll with him on that? I'm a supporter. It's, I'm a supporter. I don't know about that. Uh, Carlos Stansby um, also in the house now, and then you have Ben Tate and Andrew Hawkins on offense. What do you think? Um, actually, you know, when, when we let go, when, when we couldn't figure out what was going on with TJ and uh, the part of ways with the quail, you know, they they went and filled those positions out, and I'm, I'm happy with I'm happy with Hittner because I know that he's going to bring a he's going to bring a mentality to the defense the same way that we had with TJ, but he's he he's a winner, you know, and he coming from San Francisco, he knows how to win, he knows what it takes, and I'm really happy just to just to get him in the locker room and just get that whole that whole feel out. You know what I'm saying? I want I want to know how a winner feels in the NFL, just being have him a part of the team. And uh, with Ben Tate, we needed a big spot at the running back position. That's something that we've been missing. And uh, I think with, with Deion Lewis getting healthy, that's going to help us out a whole lot too. And um, slot receiver with Hawkins. And then we have a lot of draft picks. So I know I, I just can't wait for I can't wait to see what we do with that. So the next step is taking care of you, right? Hey man, you know <laughs> hey, how's, how's that going? Any any update on the talks? We, we're we're talking. We're still we're still in negotiations. It's going good. It's it's all positive. It's all positive. Right. I'm I'm curious because if I was Joe Hayden, which I'm not, for the record, I'm not Joe Hayden. You don't dress nearly as nicely. No, and and Joe keeps the streak going. Every time we have a guest in here, 
they dress 714% better than the guys that are in the podcast studio. It's, you keep the streak <laughs> alive. Congratulations. Um, but if I'm Joe Hayden, and, and you're 24 years old, right? Yes. You've established yourself as a star cornerback. Your contract's up at the end of the season. Is it fair to say, let's say you go through the season without a new deal. Do you, in your mind, feel like you want to see or need to see progress from this organization? Because it's had to be a tough run since coming into the league, all this losing. Do you feel like you need to see this organization going in the right direction before you recommit for a multi-year deal? Uh, you know, that that's what we're working on now. You know, um, just just the the whole thing is I've been in the league, honestly, now. I've been in the league for four years and I've uh, been putting my blood, sweat, tears out there in a and we haven't been we haven't been successful it's been a lot of regime changes it's been a lot of those things going on so we do have talks as far as moving forward what's going to happen because yeah. it you, you don't you don't have that much you don't have that long in the league to to pay your best ball and to you know put your best foot forward so that we definitely have those talks and that that definitely comes into consideration because you you want to win i mean i mean yeah. the money and everything it's so it's good i mean don't get me wrong it's great but at the end of the day when you're you you playing when when people tell you you play for the Browns and they and they you, they chuckle, right? That it, 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 it hits home because you go out there every day and grind and work and 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 the the owners and the the new coaching staff and everybody knows that. So the way that I see with Alex Mack and with us, we we want to win and they know we want to win and we have to definitely start making some making some steps moving forward. Is there something working maybe in the Browns' favor because we know they want to keep you? That maybe you want to see this through, like you don't want to leave this team after four down, four or five down years. You want to be part of it where they're the Browns again, and people aren't chuckling anymore. Yeah, the thing definitely. I mean, that's yeah. that's the thing. I mean, I've I've been in here. I put I've put in. I'm putting in work. I've been putting in the work since I first got here, and I'm not just going to run away to go somewhere. You know, that's that's not what I'm about. That's not what I stand for. I'm I want to be here when it changes because that city is ready for a winner. You know, we, the Browns hmm. fans are some of the best fans in the league, I'll say. And I want to be there when we do start winning and we could, we, we'll turn Cleveland out. Is there any of the young quarterbacks coming out in the draft that you have your eye on? Any, like any one guy that you're like, let's get that guy? Uh, no. <laughs> I know you're not going to answer no, that. I'm one. just saying that. I, honestly, <laughs> honestly, I really don't. I mean, yeah. if, if I could pick one, I'd really just I, – I just want us to get – no matter what, however they handle it, we know we have a lot of draft picks and a lot of things like that. So I'm just sitting back and just waiting until after the draft, till when we see the squad and we know who we have. Because whoever we we have so many picks that we just, I just want to get the right guys at the right spots, and that's it. I mean that's all I want. I just want to know who we have, so when we go into training camp, we know who we're gonna have, who we're gonna have to battle with. But this is a you know this is a quarterback league, obviously, and one of the big issues yeah. since 2010 is you guys have not had that stability. I got to think that you're pulling for them to finally lock down that franchise guy. Mm. So you're not looking at all at the, this class or Johnny Football, George Bush sitting there in his little his little uh, cart there with his wife walking dogs. I, you're not I, interested in any of that? I, I, no, I watched every throw. <laughs> yeah. I watched every throw of my Zell's pro day. I mean, me and my dad, we were locked in. We had and we had NFL Network on, locked all the way in. Hmm. Um, we... I, that that that's definitely something I'm worried about. But I know we I honestly have on, have faith in Brian Hoyer too because when he was there, he had us three games winning straight in a row, and uh, he and he had, went out with injury. So as, if he gets healthy, I know we're going to draft quarterbacks. I just want it to be competition. I want Hoyer to be able to compete against another rookie quarterback, whoever we do bring in, and whichever one of those end up winning the quarterback, I'm behind them a hundred percent. So I just want it to be a I want it to be a fight to be the starting quarterback for our team. Sure. When uh, uh, when Darrell Revis was available, 
a uh, few weeks ago. Did you let your mind go there that maybe he could come to Cleveland knowing he has a history with Coach Pettin? Oh, that would have been sick. That would have been sick, you know. But yeah, with honestly, the thing I just, I, I'm just waiting because I know with with Mr. Haslam, he, he his goal is to win. You could tell by the way he's been running the team now, the way he, the decisions he's making with the general managers and everything like that. So, I mean. He, I, he has my 100% support because I know his his best interest is in the Browns and to make us win now. So whatever he does, I have, I'm have, i good with it. All right, Joe, can you tell us a little bit about the foundation for the undefeated? Oh, um, yeah, I'm out, there, out here just supporting undefeated, undefeated. Um, it's, it's a really good organization. We're, we're linking up with the Special Olympics, and um, the Special Olympics is really close to me because, you know, my, my little brother, he's a Special Olympic athlete, mm-hmm. and um, – it, it just it just touches my heart to go see him out there. He can't really play football, and I have four I have four younger brothers. Three of them playing college ball, and my my youngest brother he he really he he wants to do it. He comes out there. He's he's our biggest supporter. So I go watch him play uh, Special Olympics basketball, Special Olympics track, a uh, bocce ball, and uh, I'm just anything. It just, those, those kids are so special, man. Those mm-hmm. kids they they. The, the looks on their faces when they're out there competing and having a good time. I mean, anything I can do to support it. And Undefeated does a great job just trying to raise money and awareness. So, I mean, it it, t- it, touch, it hits home for me because of my little brother. So, man, I'm I'm just doing whatever I can to help them raise money. That's a great cause. You could uh, find more out find more about the Undefeated at www.theundefeated.org. Joe Hayden, best of luck to you this year and uh, getting the Browns back on track and making the chuckles dissipate. I would definitely and appreciate best it. Best of luck to all of your younger brothers. Oh, for sure. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> all right. That was great. What would you think about that interview, Greg? I think Joe sounds like a nice guy. You didn't hear it. I just made that up. <laughs> he <laughs> wasn't. He was, uh, I haven't heard it yet. He's very amicable. Very Seemed like I a was, genuine good, good guy. Nice dude. Easy to root for. I and, was basing that on what you guys told me. I ah, wasn't yeah. pulling out of the thing. And he had the best shoes I've ever seen in this studio. Very well dressed. And it sounds like he was legitimately wants to stay with the Browns, and the Browns got to make sure they get that right because, uh, you know, he is a great player. And I did think it was interesting that he, he did do some thinking when the Revis rumors floated out about pairing up in the in the secondary. That That's interesting to me. That Imagine if they were together, what that could have done. That would have been a great experiment. Has there ever been two cornerbacks that good together in a secondary? Mike Haynes and Lester Hayes. There you go. Just went way back machine on me. And he was, I mean, Hayden was legitimately frustrated and wanting to change that, everything that goes along with the Browns. You were saying even even off the air as he was walking out the door, basically. Yeah, no, he he doesn't like the fact that uh, people chuckle when, when the Browns get referenced, uh, when he mentions that he's with the Browns and he wants to be part of changing that. So it'll be interesting to see. If they get that right, because, uh, you know, it's a hard organization to trust. Nobody wants to be a laughing stock, then you're Charlie Brown. Exactly. exactly I, think, I think we're ready for the special surprise. Yeah. All right, we promised you a special guest. Uh-oh! So that bonkers sax is back. Bonkers! What up, boys? K-Rex, good to have you back. What's up? Good to be back. Thanks to the gold standard who didn't slam the door on my face when I walked through the doors. The the thing that I love right now is I was expecting K-Rex to come through the doors and sit in the studio with us, but she chose to put on the headset 
and stay behind the glass. Was that on purpose? Hey, Rich, behind the glass. True Ooh. to the name. I thought you were taking the next step, leaving the producer. Now your talent. You're on air. You know. Do you want to s- symbolically put down the headset and come sit in the chair here? I don't. Oh, I want to see, stay behind the glass. That's fine. I like that. I love my position. Okay, Rich, so I know you know this because we've been in contact with you. You're in the office periodically. Um, that you have a quite a following for the Around the League podcast. A lot of fans have been asking us, tweeting at us, where's K-Rich? Some in a creepy manner, some in a, a caring manner. And, and where have you been, K-Rich? What is going on with you? Well, I am back. I left for a little bit, a little while. I have a show that I'm hosting on Time Warner Cable called Get Fit. What is that about? It's about me busting people's behinds to get them off their chairs and getting them <laughs> to be fit like these NFL players that we're talking about. So was this inspired by Greg getting out of his chair? Exactly. <laughs> you put two and two together. Perfect. And, and how fit I am. That's, yes. where, I've, that's <laughs> where I've been, but I'm hoping to be back a little more during the regular season. Oh, great. Did you know, K. Rich, that at the NFL owner meetings last week, Mark Sessler and Greg Rosenthal went for a jog together through an area park? <laughs> no, they didn't. Together. <laughs> together. How did that work out for you, Greg? It was great. We uh, we left ha- healthy and happy and knowing each other a little better. Winded. <laughs> <laughs> so how can you watch the show? If you're in Southern California, yeah, tune into Channel 354 Monday nights, 8.30 p.m. to wow. see my face, not behind the glass. But if I'm here, I'm always behind the glass. That's not changing. It would be crazy if every one of our producers – went on to host their own <laughs> exercise show after they're gone here? Like, what would the Zach exercise show be so like? So the gold standard is like the next Richard Simmons? The gold standard is already <laughs> dealing with a lot of uh, expectations. And now not only – and the gold standard, K. Rich, you should know, has done an excellent job uh, while you've been away. He's really um, hitting a home run, to use a baseball ana- analogy. That means you're doing well. Um, but now you must, <laughs> now you must also uh, – Found found some type of fitness show on a on a cable network. It's going to be all soccer. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> look, they're trading the headset now. This is symbolic as well. Yeah, no, I mean, I th- I'm thinking Zumba is much more suited to my personality. Um, we don't know what that. I don't means. know. You know what Zumba is? Oh, it's all the it's all the Raj, as they say. Um, <laughs> it's great. Uh, it's like aerobics, like Brazilian aerobics, almost. By the way, for any for any listeners that have subscribed in the last couple of months which we appreciate you k rich was our original producer and really her voice i think is a big reason why we grew so fast i mean because people always requested k rich to just say certain things what was her she had a catch no what was that again we're gonna throw it back to oh. seduction Ooh. friday All insert right. west the ways of an older woman comment here <laughs> <laughs> Listen to that. That's some real soul. We're just going to keep this music playing as we exit. K Rich. Always here. Thanks for stopping by. Thank K. you Rich. for stopping by. You know, you're always welcome. Gold Standard, don't be intimidated. No, keep that music playing, please. We got to play that out. <laughs> um, so, yes, thank you for. Thank you to K. Rich. We're, you know, maybe we'll take a picture together. We'll put it up on the ATL page to show that this actually happened. We'll get Gold Standard involved as well. Um, thank you for yeah, listening. He'll, he'll take the picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the Around the League podcast. 
Listen, it's just it's the structure of the picture taken. That's all, Zach. Uh, we will be back on Monday, as will Mark Sessler. Uh, we look forward to that. Uh, and until then, this is Dan Hansis signing off for the mailman, the boss, the gold standard behind the glass, and also K. Rich. Until Monday. Seduction Friday. All right. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, thinking about gas mileage. You know, changing your oil with a full synthetic oil like Castrol Edge can help your engine get more miles. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP Extended Life oil filter for only $36.99. Get started on your next job today with the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply.